guess who's back? Back again. Podcast back. Tell a friend. Hopefully I won't get any kind of copyright strike or something for that. But welcome. Yes, we're back. Because you know what? I thought double bill this week. If you listen to this down the line, it won't make any difference. But I've got so much I want to talk about. I figured this week, you know what? I'm going to do another double bill. So last week you had two episodes. You lucky fuckers, this week you got two episodes too. So I've just finished. Well, I say just finished. It was about an hour ago. Uh, chatting about all things confidence related and although it's not really linked but sort of is in a way that everything is linked this one is actually going to be incredibly helpful not that the last one wasn't I've probably just dumbed down my own podcast but what I mean is that in terms of some step-by-step stuff we all love like a top five that kind of thing and this one is sort of along those lines because I'm going to be talking you guys through how I set up my day and this is not a fucking egotistical like be like me thing because as I said to you in a previous podcast I struggle in the same ways that you guys struggle and I also struggle with focus and I also struggle with consistency which is the two main areas that you really need to not struggle with when it comes to achievement therefore I know from myself and I know that I need to implement a daily routine, a ritual if you will, to ensure that not only do I set myself up for the day, but I also stay grounded with the person that I want to become, the way that I want to conduct myself and of course the things that I want to achieve. So in this particular episode, that's exactly what I'm going to be touching on, my own ritual routine and the importance of setting up your day which cannot be underestimated. Now, this is not just drawing from my own experience in the sense of, as I've always said to you guys, every time I use serenity as a filter, my life goes well, I make good decisions. The same thing goes for a morning routine. Every single time I have a routine, every single time I have a ritual, every single time I start my day and I set it up properly, I end up achieving, I end up being productive, and I just feel better. The best way that I can describe it is it's a little bit like when you have like a lazy Sunday morning, when you kind of don't really do much, you don't get out of bed till late, the day passes, you don't really accomplish that much and you look at the clock and you go, fucking hell, it's lunchtime, I've not achieved anything, I've only just got out of bed or I'm not even dressed yet. On the occasional Sunday, it can feel good, but rarely rarely does it feel good. We feel like we've wasted the day. Having a routine, ritual, morning routine, whatever, it has the opposite feeling. If you imagine that feeling of, fuck, I've wasted the day, it's the opposite of that. Now, this is not just coming, like I said, from my own experience. This is coming from looking at other people that are incredibly successful and incredibly hardworking, grafters, if you will. Look at Dwayne Johnson, He is a, obviously a big idol of mine, uh, but also he sets up his day. He gets up ludicrously early, trains, has his routine, etc. But he gets a lot of shit accomplished. And coincidentally, I had already bookmarked this podcast a week ago to record it in terms of the topic. And coincidentally, a YouTuber that I follow, Zach Perna, not only posted a video about his morning routine, but it was so much of it was the same. So... Yeah, I would say that from my experience and using the example of successful people, uh, and there's just two, that setting yourself up for the day is beneficial. 
It is far more beneficial than falling into your day. And I've spoken about this previously in the form of reacting uh, to your day as opposed to running your day. Uh, in fact, I think I touched on this in the previous podcast. Who the fuck knows? There's been 57 episodes now. I'm, I'm going to be repeating myself at some stage, and I? <laughs> I've already have done multiple times. But it's incredibly important the day doesn't run us. For those of you that have children, you will know if you get up and you're constantly then pulled left, right, and center by the kids, etc., the day is always running you. The day is always one step ahead of you. You're always playing catch up. If you don't want to play that catch up, if you don't like that feeling, set yourself up. So here's my top tips. I haven't actually numbered them, uh, but it looks like, to be fair, it looks like there's seven. Seven top tips. Okay, I don't know if I'll put that in the title. I might. You'll find out afterwards. I already had the title for it, but we'll see. Anyways, see, production things. You know, sometimes I come up with the title beforehand. Sometimes I change it. Number one. Number one. Early rise. Early rise. I, for one, am a big, big lover of walking out of my bedroom and seeing the sunlight streaming into the house. Obviously, it has to be a sunny day but i'm a big advocate of getting up around the time of the sunrise sort of yeah it feels good it feels really good plus i love the peace and tranquility at that time of the day i love the fact that the rest of the house is asleep i love the fact that i have to be quiet i like just how peaceful the world is granted i used to go walking at this time of the day that might be something that i'll bring back in but in this particular season of my life um, as I touched on in Seasons of Psychology, uh, it's not really something which I'm interested in doing at this moment in time. But I still love that time of the day. In fact, it was only the other morning. I was literally driving to the gym and I actually said out, out loud to myself as I watched the sunrise and I saw kind of the, the low-hanging fog and mist over um, the floodplains near where I live. And I was just looking at it going, I love this time in the morning. And like I said, I even said it out loud. So rising early but for you as an individual you may already rise early you may not want to rise massively early but let me explain what i mean by rise early by getting up early and by getting up not in a rush okay not reacting to the day i.e the kids are dragging you out of bed or work is dragging you out of bed etc but by rising early you get the opportunity to greet the day you get the opportunity just to essentially just wake up. Rather than having to multitask and wake up while you're getting other shit done, you get the opportunity just to appreciate the beauty of a morning. And unless you've done it, you won't have a fucking clue what I'm talking about. But for you, that could be half an hour earlier than you're doing now. The amount of times I speak to people and I go, oh yeah, I already get up early, I get up at six. Or I already get up early, I get up at half past six or seven o'clock. It's like, yeah, but... You've got to understand that extra half an hour is not going to really going to make any difference to how you feel energy-wise. But that extra half an hour could be everything. The amount you can accomplish in that extra half an hour is radical in terms of the benefits it can offer to your life. And there's a litany of stuff that you can get on with first thing in the morning, which to be fair, I'm going to touch on in a second. But yeah, number one. Rise early or rise earlier than you are now. Give yourself an opportunity to have a void in the morning, which you fill with whatever you fill it with. Because I think it's important before I go further into kind of numbers two to seven, it's important for me to preface this by saying that having a morning routine is important. How you spend that morning routine is very personal to you. 
These are examples, not just from my own experience. And I've trimmed all the fat off of this, by the way. There's nothing which is kind of not uh, important now. I'm not going to chuck in some stupid shit. Okay, this is genuinely um, important. And before I go further as well, I just want to say that I've kind of twinned early rise with something which is, I think, quite important, but a lot of people take it too far. And I think this is part of the issue. I mean, Zach's video was actually a good example of this. And he has cold showers, etc., in the morning, which is just not something I'm interested in doing. I'm sure there's benefits. There are benefits. But for me, not my thing. And his particular one that he mentioned was... Do something you don't want to do because by accomplishing something you didn't want to do and getting it done, you feel really good. Case in point, I went to the gym today, didn't feel like it, but I got it done. I felt better for doing it. So I do believe in doing something which you don't want to do and the importance of doing that, but I don't believe that needs to be its own individual thing. I think early rising is enough. I think that ticks that box of do something you don't want to do. You don't want to get up early. I enjoy the morning. Once I'm up, I fucking love it. It's the best time of the day. But I don't want to get up. So I think rather than me giving you a number two, which is do something you don't want to do, I think it's actually more prevalent for me to say to you that perhaps that is just rising half an hour or an hour earlier anyway. So again, take from that what you will. Number two. For me, I've kind of broken this down into three slides or sections and I've put philosophy slash self-reflection slash ground yourself. That's number two. Philosophy, self-reflection, ground yourself. A big part of transformation and a big part of my transformation, my evolution as a man, a father, a coach, an individual is to remind myself of the person that I want to be and the way in which I go about doing that, the way I conduct myself. So I've got a lovely little book called The Daily Stoic, available on Amazon. Uh, I'm not affiliated with it, by the way, um, by a guy called Ryan Holiday. Now, I'm a big fan of Stoicism. It's not a religion, in case you are very, very new to Stoicism. It's basically just philosophy. Uh, It's, well, the front of the book says, 366 Meditations on Wisdom, Perseverance, and the Art of Living. And essentially, it's just a passage each day from people like Seneca, uh, Epictetus, and Marcus Aurelius that's just designed to get you thinking. That's essentially all it is. And so the book is structured quite nicely where I'm not a big reader, but you just get the ability to kind of just read one passage and think about it and think about how you can apply it, how it applies to your life, etc. Some days it's miles off the mark. Some days it's, I'll, you know, I'll go back and I'll read an old one as opposed to reading the one for that specific day. But My kind of ritual after I get up in the morning, uh, after I've done that early rise and when I'm having my morning coffee before I go off to the gym is, like I said, to just self-reflect on a little bit of philosophy to help prod that self-reflection. I mean, it's very very difficult to walk in a room, sit on a sofa and just self-reflect. You need kind of a trigger, if you will, a catalyst to get you thinking. And what that basically does, it just grounds me for the day. It grounds me with the person that I want to be. It grounds me to reflect upon maybe how I've acted previously, how I want to conduct myself. It just, I suppose, in the vaguest sense, I can't really put it better than that. It just grounds me. It gives me the ability to think about how I want to go about my day and how I want to conduct myself, if you will. The other thing that goes hand in hand with that, number three, 
is minimize digital consumption. I obviously run a lot of what I do on Facebook and Instagram. And it's very, very easy to immediately begin swiping, immediately begin browsing, seeing what the rest of the world is up to. And the one thing that I found was it's incredibly unproductive. And first thing in the morning, it can really set the tone for your day, most of the time without you even realizing it. Seeing what Janet is up to next door, seeing what you know that friend you haven't seen for six months is up to, seeing what that other personal trainer is up to, it influences you. But it's an influence which a lot of the time is not obvious. It's one which a lot of the time is just subtly steering you in certain directions which aren't necessarily where you want to take things. So it goes hand in hand, as I said, quite nicely with the self-reflection and philosophy, the grounding myself. It goes quite hand in hand with that just to minimize my digital consumption. There's a time and a place for consumption of technology and I'm trying my best to transition my social media back more towards a laptop thing. Basically, anybody that was sort of, you know, on computers in the noughties, nineties, etc., you'll know that when you wanted to use the internet, when you wanted to engage in chat rooms, MSN Messenger, Facebook, MySpace, all of that, you used your computer. You didn't use your phone. Your phone couldn't do it. And the thing about that is you were free. You were disconnected. There's nothing wrong with these platforms, but there's a form of self-monitoring, self, I suppose, just, what's the word? There's a form of self-discipline that needs to come with your usage of these technologies because not enough can be detrimental. You lose touch with people, what's going on in people's lives, but too much and you get obsessed. We've seen this with bodies and our own mindsets, expectations, etc. You know, even sometimes I get it with my academy. You know, it can be at that moment someone doesn't need to consume what others are doing and they need to focus on themselves. But going onto Facebook, seeing what someone has posted in the academy can sometimes end up being a negative thing. So it's about knowing yourself. And like I said, to work in tandem with number two, knowing yourself and knowing what you need at that moment you will discover through that self-reflection as mentioned. But yeah, minimize digital consumption until a time of the day where you're ready. Take more aggressive steps like I'm taking if you wish. Um, but I think it's a good idea to go back a little bit. I think we've gone a little bit too far down the rabbit hole of social media and it's a good idea to switch things off from time to time, put them in other rooms. I know a lot of clients already do this and yeah, I'm envious in ways. And so it's something that I'm adopting more so into my life. So there you go. Number three, minimize digital consumption. Number four, exercise. Now, this may not be applicable to all of you. There may be time constraints in the morning. So this one, you may want to skip it. You may want to fast forward a little bit, but I'm a big believer that getting your body moving in the morning, getting something achieved from a physical sense, lifting shit, even if it's yourself, really helps. It's another reason why I did my walks in the morning too, not only because I had the time to self-reflect. And, you know, I've often said that if I didn't have the kids, I might train later in the day. But if I'm honest with you, on a, th on a Thursday morning, I tend to train a little bit later. Um, I actually prefer training first thing. I think if someone said to me, would you prefer to train at nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, or would you prefer to get up and train? I prefer to get up and train. I feel a lot better when I get up and I get something done. Now, it doesn't have to mean getting in the gym for you. It could mean just getting out and going for a walk. It could mean just doing a lap of the block. It could mean a home workout, online class. It doesn't matter. 
But I am def- definitely a big advocate of doing exercise first thing in the morning. Get your body moving, get some dopamine, some serotonin, some endorphins going, feel good, okay? Feel like not only you've achieved something, go back to episode 56 to see more about why that's important, but also you're fully awake at that point. You've got a plethora of hormones and chemicals floating around your body and you're ready for your day. Not only that, but you've managed your stress, Okay, you've you've run your day and your exercise is done. You can get to your evening and crash, unless you're like me, where that's where most of your working day exists. <laughs> so there we go. Number four, exercise. In whatever capacity works for you, in whatever capacity you want to do it, use your body in the morning. Giggity. <laughs> Number five. This one is a ritual that I had forgotten about. And it was so simple, I forgot its importance until I forgot to do shit and got in trouble for it. So number five, a to-do list. Some people go, again, down a bit more of a rabbit hole with this, develop it. But for my advice to you is I'm just going to say, write a to-do list. I'm actually reading my list off of my to-do list, which is called do with an explanation mark on the end. Available in the app store. Again, no affiliation, but I find it's really handy for just making a set to-do list. Yes, you can use the notes section in your phone, but I don't know. There's something about having my to-do list separate from my plans for classes, separate from my little notes here or there that just kind of goes right. I can I can completely partition it. Not to mention, I can duplicate it onto my laptop, which is quite handy. But either way, let's take ourselves away from technology for a second and let's go back into the visceral reason as to why a to-do list. It gives you a format for the day. It gives you your tasks. It ensures that you're productive. It's a productivity thing. It's what it's all about, to ensure that you're getting shit done. It's your commitment. You wake up that morning, and I would encourage you to do it in the morning. You wake up. And you go, right, this is my day. This is what it looks like ahead of me. Again, you could do this during your self-reflection. I tend to do it while I'm at the gym, if I'm honest. Uh, In between sets, I think about what the day entails, what I need to get done. And I'll add to my to-do list while I'm there. And therefore, it means that I'm productive. I can look at the weather, if that's going to be an influence on the tasks that I have to do. I look look at my schedule, if that's going to be an influence on the tasks that I need to do. I can look at my ability to get stuff done that day, look at it almost in a reacting way, but productively and go, right, what am I going to get done today? What do I need to do? With this particular um, app as well, by the way, you can like put a note for a different date for one in the future. But again, use it however suits you. I'm not going to go into the intricacies of it. And I'm well aware, by the way, but if anyone is listening, thinking, hang on, mate, point number five is quite a little bit cheeky when you said that number three was minimized digital consumption. And that's why I phrased it in that way. You're not consuming here, guys. You're creating. So your phone is a great tool. It's on you. It's around you. So use it, but use it to create as opposed to consume. There's a time and a place for consumption. First thing in the morning, I don't believe is it. Going forwards into the day, that's primarily the morning dealt with now. The rest of the day is spent with boxing off, uh, sorry, spent with boxing off the to-do list, doing the stuff that you need to get done, etc., For me, particularly working in the evening, um, this one is very prevalent and it's one that I know that I need and it's one to be fair that my body ends up telling me that I need. And 
it might be one which translates to you guys, it might not. But I wanted to include it because it's important to me. And at the end of the day, I always coach from using myself as a marker. As I said, I'm on my own transformation, so it doesn't make sense to not use myself as a guinea pig or a guide. Number six, downtime slash siesta. The Spanish had it right, folks. Taking some time out in the afternoon to just enjoy some downtime. Put your feet up, relax. That could be half an hour. It could be a nap. It could be just a little bit of time out. But before we go and pick up the kids, I like to unwind. I like to just take a moment to put my feet up and just maybe catch a few Zs if there's an opportunity, which sometimes there is, but rarely. But to more and often just to catch my breath. Now, some people use this opportunity to then review their day, but I think that's making your day a little bit too systematic. Everything on this list, I've tried to make it realistic. I've tried to make it non-whimsical or life coachy. I've tried to make it so that it's generally just shit that anybody can do. You don't have to you know, just overhaul your day to do these things. You can slip them in quite easily. Whereas I think if you get to a point in the day and you go, right, I'm going to review how my day is going. I think it's very much a temporary behavior that not a lot of people would stick to. But I genuinely believe that the behaviors that we've mentioned so far, you guys and girls would stick to. Because I find it easy to stick to them. And I'm just like you guys. So downtime and a siesta. Take a little bit of opportunity in the afternoon just to ease off, just to just unwind briefly. Okay, just relax, put your feet up. And finally, going forwards into the early part of the evening, before my evening of classes, lives, consultations, all of that stuff begins. My final one, number seven, be available. Now, this is particularly important to me being a father and prevalent, I guess, in that sense. But being available is important to me in the evenings. Making sure that I've achieved, so I've boxed off a lot of the stuff on my to-do list, making sure I've set myself up, that happened earlier in the day, and because I've done my exercise, I've done my self-reflection, this time of the day tends to be just being available, so that if the kids need me, if Rach needs me, if there's anything that I, I, is needed to be done, I don't mean from a productivity sense, DIY, that kind of shit, I mean just being there, just to listen just to have a cuddle, just to spend time. That's my final one for me, to just ensure that just before I go out to work again and you know I, I leave the family to run itself in the evening, uh, that was a very chauvinist comment, but you know what I mean. You know, I'm no longer in the house. Rach is then responsible for all five kids. Before that happens, I like to make sure that I'm available. That could be cooking dinner, could be emptying the dishwasher, washing up, could be cleaning, it could just be, like I said, just being present, just being available. More often than not, in the past, I have tried to do something at this time of the day, watch something, consume something, and you end up getting aggy because it's the witching hour for the kids, and you end up getting frustrated that you can't do what you want to do. So I found the best way to be at peace, the best way to approach this point of the day was just to be available, just keep my schedule free, just nothing which is requires my attention, nothing, nothing which is in-depth. Just, hi, I'm here. Whatever the evening, whatever the day takes, let's go. And that's it. So in summary, 
Number one, rise early or earlier. Number two, philosophy, self-reflection, ground yourself. Number three, minimize digital consumption. Number four, exercise. Number five, write a to-do list. Number six, downtime, siesta in the afternoon. And number seven, be available. As I said, all of these things I implement pretty successfully into my life. I change the structure of them. However, they are staples for me. And every single time I do them, very much like I said about serenity, every single time I have this format to my day, I'm successful, I'm productive, I get shit done. Every single time I don't do these things, particularly the early morning stuff, it's a bit of a near day. Don't really feel like I've achieved much. I'm not as productive. I certainly don't have as much energy. So perhaps there is some advice that you guys can take away from this particular episode. I hope it was beneficial. And as I mentioned in 56, I implore of you guys that listen to this, listen to these podcasts, consume this information. While you're listening to this final part, do me a favor, open up Apple Podcasts, Open up this particular podcast, scroll to the bottom, leave a rating and a review. Just do that for me now as a gift, as a thank you for providing this information for you guys. By doing that, it boosts the podcast up the chart. It exposes it to more people. I don't give a shit about being successful. I give a shit about helping people. And the further up the charts this goes, random people come across it and go, it's quite interesting. And it can benefit them. It's what this podcast is all about. To pay it forwards. So do me a favour. Can you please go and do that for me now? I'm hoping in the time of publishing this. I'm going to go forwards into the next week. And I'll see a plethora of reviews and ratings pop up. If you've done it before. Do another one. I'd love to hear from you again. In terms of how you're getting on with the podcasts. Put it this way. At the point of recording this. This will be the episode 57. And there are 29 reviews. If one person reviewed one episode, there will be a lot more reviews than that. So my call to action for all of you guys is please support me in that way. If these are adding to your life, just let me know how. That's it. And as with applying everything we've spoken about in this podcast, applying all of the intricacies, my final advice to all of you, is to accept those things in which you cannot change the non-negotiables. Have the courage to change the things that you can. Your daily routine, your daily ritual. Remember how important it is to set up your day. How important it is to ground yourself. And have the wisdom to know the difference between things that you can affect and things that you can't. So folks, I will see you next week on episode 58 And if there's anything you'd like me to discuss on these podcasts, please let me know. I may even do a Q&A for the next one. Be quite interested in if you guys would like to hear your questions answered in a podcast. That's the case. Drop me a message at Chris Moyes on Instagram. Let me know if you would like to ask a question and have it included and immortalized forever in this podcast. Folks, see you next time. Doodles.